<laughs> Massive show. We are going back. Uh, Footy-style awards. I do like doing it a bit different, as everyone knows. So we'll have a best and fairest, a runners-up. We're going to look at horses and participants in separate categories as such. Uh, so get involved on the text line, 0499 736 736, uh, at your awards, who you've seen throughout. Uh, and Jason Bonington was due to join us, and he's here. He is here, the great right man. Blazer as well. Good to see, because this is Blazer. a big night. This is a gala awards evening. This is a gala awards evening. Mm. Uh, I'll let you get set up, Jace. And we just have to, one more time this year, uh, Tim O'Connor, teeing off with Tim has been very popular. And this is this could go into some sort of awards for greatest introduction uh, of the year, I would say. I'm here in Melton, Australia. <laughs> there is a rare species here called the peacock. <laughs> this peacock attends horse racing events and after success it puffs its chest out and makes these loud calls. This particular peacock (laughs) is named Tim. Tim (laughs) O'Connor. I was hoping for the other one. I was hoping for the other intro, but uh, I'm glad that's over for a year. We can put that one in the scrap heap, I reckon, Wombat. It's not me worse, that one. There's been a it's couple best, of ordinary intros across the year. Garrick Knight cops a few. Jason, 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 how are you, my friend? Oh, hang on. Yeah, no, so if you want me to talk to you, I mean, I can talk to you privately, Wombat, but the mic needs to go on. Um, that's what my voice sounds like normally. I thought it was me for a second uh, with, the, uh, with the raspy voice. Very happy to be here. Looking forward to the award ceremony. And thank you to David Attenborough for contributing to the show as well yes. on that <laughs> on that piece. Jason does a great Mark Purden. That's his that's his best uh, impersonation. Oh, I know. I've got a few. You've got to think about it. Does a good South African race course. Yes. Too. So before we get stuck in it, we'll go through. We'll be a best club person slash best club horse, I suppose. There'll be a most consistent and a most improved. There'll be a best and fairest and a runners up best and fairest. Then Stu has sent in on the text machine. Hey, mate, a few of my own thoughts. I'll leave best and fairest uh, to the experts. But the Quiver Award, Ken Covington, this was a tough one, just so many quivers across the year, but Ken's words have stayed with me. We had Ken Covington on Trot's Life talking about his battle that he had had uh, previously. With He lost his job, he had cancer at the same time, and what harness racing did for him, getting him through at that stage. Rising star Shannon O'Sullivan, uh, which he's not the only one on that list talking about Shannon. Most improved... Tim O'Connor from regional oh, from regional journo to mega media performer and prominent owner. Most consistent. It's all accurate. Most consistent. You were just nothing but a regional journo a couple of years ago. Jeez, <laughs> we've, geez, we've lifted you up by the beach traps, haven't we? Absolutely. Most consistent. <laughs> lot of, of Kevy and, and Macca, which was a great story that just kept paying dividends. Yeah, it was. 
Best clubman, Pogger Solder for his Harness Community Challenge oh, yes. work. Oh, yeah. Great call. Uh, best ID story, Diane or Majestic Harry. We got to follow him across the four nights. Saw Bond catch the moment. Great story. Coaches Award. Oh, yeah. We could have had a Coaches Award. I didn't think of that. Brett, no, Brett and Darren Carroll, outstanding effort on the punter's podium. So thanks, for mm. Stu, for that contribution. Before we get stuck in, let's get our breakaway for this half an hour. We'll come back and we'll get stuck into uh, the best club person category. <laughs> You're listening to Thursday Trots Life with Jason Bonington and Toby McKinnon. Jason and myself as well, and we'll kick off with best club person. And Tim O'Connor seemed pretty keen on this, and I've got I've got a horse and a person, and they're pretty. My person certainly left the field, Tim. I don't think you'll know them, but I'm interested to hear. Uh, you can kick off. You can swing away. Can, first, well, I'll start with the horse. Uh, so the best club person slash horse. I'm going with a horse that's had 52 starts this year, uh, <coughs> trained out of Victoria now for eight wins, 11 seconds, eight thirds, $44,000 in prize money. Yes, this is, this is almost like Machiavelli. a Close. Good feelings for Ben Yole gets the best club person award. 52 starts in a year. I think that's worthy of a round of applause. So well done to good feelings. He is my best club person for the year at 11 years of age. Good on him. He's a ripper. So the best club person's normally someone that's sweeping up the rooms afterwards or that's ever consistent, always there, does a great job. But I've gone with better's delight. What a club person, better's like. Can you imagine at a footy club having someone that sired maybe 15, <laughs> 15 players in the ones and, and 10 in the twos? <laughs> he would have to be the best club person. Could you imagine Nathan Buckley, Jason? Mm-hmm. Don't having, know why I talk about Nathan Buckley that much. I think you know that, but anyway. Was having 200 uh, sons and daughters a year and half the Collingwood I'm going to tweet that. So what's that? Nathan Buckley's had 200 <laughs> sons and daughters a year. Imagine having them. And, and Collingwood That's why Football he couldn't Club. coach the pies very well. He was too busy having, having oh, sons no, and daughters. set him off here. The Collingwood Football Club's got... Off, got I've been watching sons and daughters. Got hundreds, hundreds of father and sons on offer of, you know, father-son... Pickups. That's the only way footy clubs are actually surviving these days. Virtually, <laughs> Collingwood wouldn't be anywhere without Father. Well, uh, the better's delight. Well done. Yeah, well, I mean, better's, better's, better's delight. I think he's. Uh, nice to pick a nice low-profile one there. Yeah. Uh, the best well, I thought it was here. one. Yeah, bit, who's your best club person as a horse? Uh, my, I don't have. I'm not armed with all the stats that Tucky is, but I'm going to make. Uh, Aussie Butler, my best club person. Yeah, very to, good. To, to turn up at the club and get your head beaten in. <laughs> Week in, week out for about two years by Bernie Winkle and then keep turning up and eventually turn the tables and find a way to dominate up there at Mildura. I thought, you know, you know, you turn up and you get smashed week in, week out at training and on the track and then and then all of a sudden you turn it around. And he's been a twos player. And he's got he? Battler in his name. Yeah. You know, it works. Well done, Aussie Battler. Yeah. What a superstar he's been. <laughs> yeah, very good. <laughs> uh, the people, Tim. Start with me. This one's not that left field, and uh, it's already been mentioned on this program already in the first 15 minutes, but I'm going with Darren Carroll as my best club person. I think uh, in this last year at least, uh, I come into this job two years ago and I heard about the mysterious Carroll brothers. Didn't know who they were. I heard they were big punters, but uh, they're much more than that. Darren has been fantastic with the punters' podium. Uh, He's an owner. Uh, He gives his time, asks for very little, if anything, Yeah. and I think he is the perfect best club person. He's a lovely bloke and, and a great judge. So Darren Carroll is my best club person for 2022. Anthony O'Brien. You've got me there. Yeah. Windows, we call you. 
Yep. Yeah. Footy is actually his nickname. He's mm. a clerk of the course and he does a wonderful job. He does a lot of clubs. But mm. I thought I wanted to pick a clerk. It could have been Tony Asprey. It could have been Casey Parker. It could have been any of the clerks, Brian Lincoln, just to name a few. But they do a wonderful job there. The club people, they're behind the scenes. They're cleaning up the mess at the end of the day if there's a fall or something. They do it without fuss, without any ado. So I wanted to rep, uh, recognise the clerks of the courses. And by, I had to name one, I suppose. Anthony O'Brien's a mate of mine, so he got the, he got the nod. He got the nod. Well done, Anthony. Well done, Anthony. Footy. Windows. Footy. <laughs> uh, I gave it to uh, Joey Thompson as my uh, best clubman. Um, yeah. I turned up at I've a pretty... Got an, I've got an anecdote unless I, you're going to give... Well, I turned, up, a, I turned up to Charlton in a pretty dissipated state, it has to be said, and uh, not, Joey looked after me and he... Um, and Where did you wake up the next he, day? At his house. That's, that's why I'm giving him best clubman. How'd you get home? Well, he... Yeah. I'm going to be in the running. We got home. We got home. We got home. But, anyway, uh, talk about Joe. He was... Uh, he... Um, yeah, he joined in the chorus. Uh, we were both pretty disappointed by the end of the... Uh, a very big night. They do a great job on that day at, at Charlton. And they're a great club. They're just a great club. But, um, yes, I'll give him best clubman for taking me on a full tour of the entire property. Basically, he owns a third of... So we were going around Charlton for like half a day, I reckon, <laughs> and uh, and gave me uh, gave me a bed and, and uh, some Vegemite on toast and... And uh, and a cup of chamomile tea. So Joey Thompson gets best clubman for yeah, me. Good call. He would have loved you because it would have been a one-sided conversation too. You you would have had no voice the next day the way you were going when I left. Well, so, no, I kept. I, I was trying to talk, but I think if I can talk underwater with a mouthful of peanuts, then Joe, Joey can park outside me and drill me into submission. And he he hasn't been of the greatest health. He's had a uh, bit of a health scare, Joey, but he's on the uh, road to recovery. So that's bad news and good news at the same yeah, time. Yeah, hundred percent. So uh, best that's a good one. That's a very good one. It was a very well, good, good one. three. Very good three. All right, most improved category. Mm. Uh, well, I suppose we just keep going. You can keep. Uh, Ticking away, Tim. I'm Got some on. trouble in the studio here. Oh, we might yeah. have to just sort that out. Yeah, no, that's all right. That's you want me to okay. go? I'll go with the horse. Uh, look, this... Um, where is my list? Uh, my most improved is a horse that... Uh, I've spoken about this horse with Luke Humphreys numerous times. He's probably not listening, but this horse has probably gone backwards in the last couple of months, but this award's throughout the year. Uh-huh. My horse is I mean, Thomas Heights yeah. from Mildura. He won... Seven straight races for Frank, uh, Frank Machika, uh, Mercica, sorry, when he went from Shane Smith's stable to him. Uh, and he, yeah, myself and Luke Humphrey spoke often about uh, the rapid improvement. We couldn't think of a more improved horse at that point in time through that seven straight wins. And then he came down and spent a little bit of time at Andy Gath's stable. Andy probably, uh, he's probably listening. Oh, I think he went backwards at Andy's, but he still managed <laughs> to win a race uh, on a Saturday night with him as well. So from the horse that was going around in 30 to 50s at Mildura, um, I recall backing him the night before Frank took over and he went around at 100 to 1 and he ran second. And then he was going around and winning uh, for fun there at Mildura through a, a glorious period around the carnival there and then come down and won in Melbourne. So Thomas Heights, one of my favourites there. He gets the nod as most improved. Jason? Uh, most improved. Uh, I, I thought this was... I thought we might be in, in agreement here, but no, not with Tim at this stage. Uh, I gave it a better eclipse, actually, the horse. Mm. I don't, don't you start. <laughs> I, I, I had you at a dollar Out of your freaking mind. Out of your freaking mind. This is a strategical, strategic play. Most improved? Well, he wasn't like... This time, at the end of last year... Like, he's turned up. He wasn't... I don't think people expected him to be the, the Chariots of Fire winner with the Sunshine Sprint and a second in the Victoria Cup. I did. 
Uh, we, we're aware of that one, but we're aware of it. Um, you've played that in on a number of occasions. I've left you alone about this for about six months, though, I must admit. You know why? Because the expiry date ran out on it. You're only allowed to go. You're only, you, you're only allowed to go for so long. But um, yeah, he's been uh, he's been a revelation, and I think even now, uh, as we go into the Vic Bread Super Series, he's not the. He's never going to be the horse that's just going to go and dominate the Grand Circuit. He's not that kind of horse. But for um, for him to have improved to the level where he's won two big Group Ones, and he might get another Group, where well, he might have three Group Ones by the end of the year, which is um, extraordinary. So, yep, most improved, a better eclipse. All right, my horse start of the year was in an up to ninety five at Menangle and started eight dollars fifty, and ran fifth, ran eighth in a Wagga Cup. It dead-heated in the Blacks of Fate Consolation. It won a Len Smith in an Inter-Dominion final. I cast no shadow. Has to be the most improved horse of the year. Has to be. Yeah, oh, yeah. It certainly uh, <laughs> it certainly gets the award, and I won't be getting any arguments from me. I was watching that replay last night, actually, and I still can't believe how uh, he's come out and won an Inter-Dominion, but that's a, fair, uh, that's a fair most improved. I think that's a good little trio. I mean, they went 26 for the third quarter. It's Act this Now replay. on the final bend from Expensive Ego. Honolulu Bay's joining in. End of the straight. Act Now, four metres. Honolulu Bay down the outside. I cast no shadows pushing through. I cast no shadow got through to grab the lead. Torrid St. Late. It's I cast no shadow in front. I cast no shadow. I cast no shadows. Won it from Torrid St. A photo third. Honolulu Bay. You can tell I knew he'd get a mention. Yes, no, that's good. I'll, I'll pay that. Um, Torrid Saint too. Yeah, quite an amazing effort too. I know, he, I know he got the run, but he could have featured in an award here somewhere, couldn't he? He may yet. He may yet. He may yet. He may yet. All right, we've still got uh, plenty of time, so we'll push on. Oh, we got the most improved participant, and I'm going to kick off here. You go, Mark Pitt. Most winners he dro- driven in a season was 118. Mm. He then drove 97 and 99, and then we all know uh, he missed a, a little while. He's come back this year, 221 winners. That's He's nearly double what he'd ever performed uh, prior at 39.2% strike rate. Yes, we know he's associated with a really powerful stable, but as far as most improved, like coming off where he'd been over the last five years, most wins ever 118, up to 221. That's a staggering difference, so... Aidy McClear most improved him. Good one. Very good one. He might feature in one of my awards later, so he's, <laughs> yeah, uh, he yeah. might as well bring the bag along and take a few awards. Home. I don't know what we're giving out. We're going to give out. Are we going to give out something? No, we're not. Don't come and see us. Kudos. Yeah, kudos. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, not a driver. I'm going to go with a trainer. And um, Jess Tubbs gets my award for the most improved. I've been uh, going back through her stats. She's uh, in the State Trainers Premiership this year, 426 uh, races or starters and 92 wins. But I reckon it's the level of horses. Level of horses mm. and, well, the size of the stable's grown astronomically. I've heard Greg and, and Jess talk about how they've actually got to knock back horses or they're at capacity, but it's the races they're winning. Uh, they're winning big races. They won the Inter-Dominion final with Just Believe, uh, Better Eclipse, who's already won an award, picked up a couple of Group 1s. Just believe one, uh, the Bill Collins, I think, Bon as well. So they're winning uh, good races as well as the bread and butter races. And they've got a stack of horses in this Fick Bread series coming up uh, on new, in the next week or so. So Jess Tubbs gets my award. Something about Eilie won the Nutrient Sales two-year-old race? Uh, yes, yep. correct. Another group one. So what would it be? Be four, five group ones for the year? Something it, like that? We've probably missed some. Yeah, I've probably missed as well. I reckon it's... 
The yeah. old the old quiz the old quiz um, theory that I go by. Think of as many as you can, and then add one. So we've got five. So they probably won six. six. Well, yeah. it's uh, I think from from uh, yeah, she's always been a very good trainer. I think she's very close to being a great trainer now, and um, she gets my award. It's just horses like the celestial horses they grabbed hold of and took them from sixty five to eighty raters. They seem to add. A, 15 rating points to those sort of horses as well. Does that yep, make sense? It does. They, the, the, tr- the trotters have been the, mo- the, the most extraordinary yeah. bit, though, I reckon. Stable, you can, you can back with Visionary's now going to be, I think he's going to be a future star. So, yeah. Greg driving them, a lot of the horses, uh, is a huge tick as well. And yeah, uh, having helps. Bailey as your second stringer uh, is also a pretty good uh, backup. So they're all ticking along. I don't think they should be changing anything out there. It's all working mm. well. But Je- if Jess was here, she'd talk about all the team around her, like there's Greg, there's Jess, there's uh, Amy's helping out sometimes, mm. there's Ross Sugars. Alan Rickson's out there. Alan Rickson, there's Bailey McDonough. There's, that's the team of people, isn't Kerry it? And Kylie. And, uh, Kerry and Kylie, yeah. For Jess, for Jess to quit her job in the greyhound racing industry to uh, pursue that, it's a big... Look, it's obviously one of her biggest accolades to win this Most Improved, uh, the Tim O'Connor Award, but, um, yeah, well done to Jess. Kerry Sugars is the uh, silent hero out there. Yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> she's, a, she's, a, she's a hard, incredibly hard worker, up first thing in the morning, so, uh, and... and and uh, and is gets in there like everybody else. Doesn't have the doesn't have the big name of some other sugars. Percentage chance when I asked her to come on the show. What do you reckon? She said? Oh, minus twelve. Yeah, yeah around zero. that. Yeah, zero. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And not now, but not ever. Yes, yeah, yeah. correct. Most improved, Jason. I did. I, I couldn't. There's not been nobody that really stood out. I, I went with Michelle Phillips. Yep. I think she's been. I think. On group one. Yeah, and I think she. Probably began her driving career and was serviceable at the very beginning, and she's gotten better and better and better. And the way she drives up there in the Sunraysia, talking about Mildura a lot, but she's that's a great breeding ground. And you know what? You don't get too many easy wins up there either because uh, a lot of the, the very best young uh, range people in the country go up to Mildura. We know that Ryan Sanderson and Jack Law and Jimmy Herbertson even goes up there, Alex. All of them go up there. So you're not getting an, you're not getting easy kills. And she's built a hell of a lot of confidence and got a lot of wins. If you look at where she's sitting on the concession trial, like she's fourth or fifth. So she's got a lot of wins and I think she's built a lot of confidence. She's happy to send one when she needs to. Um, tactically, I think she's really improved. So... Mish Phillips for me, former intern at Harness Racing Victoria. Redcliffe Cup, was that the race she won with? Yep, with um, Seb's Choice. Seb's Choice. And uh, trained her first winner during the week uh, in a Vic Bread heat at Maryborough. Has it not won a race for her yet? Nope. God, it's run some races yeah. then. Yeah, and she'll have a, a, a starter in a Group 1 final. Kamora yeah. Safi. Kamora Safi yep. running a Vic Derby final, so this will be her second Group 1 runner. Yes, so... Uh, this one's a real chance, not 150 to 1 chance. Yeah, that's no, a good one, good one. Good little trio there. Yeah, good little trio. I, I, don't, I don't think we want to go into most consistent yet. We might save that for after the news. Um, Craig Demore would have some interesting thoughts on that, Jason, after yesterday. They were in a battle royale to get behind the leader and uh, there was swaying opinions around Warrigal yesterday as to who, was, uh, who had the right to get that position behind okay. the leader. Michelle Phillips got the position behind the leader on a Jeffrey Clout trained horse. And I can actually play... a good bloke award? Because he, he'd go close. I know if Jeff wanted one True. thing, if Jeff wanted one thing today, this is what he would have wanted. I actually don't know. That shit. That must be leaking. 
I'm disappointed to hear that Jeff likes that. And put <laughs> he it, put it, it. Did he put it his, as his best and fairest highlight of the year? He didn't exactly, but I know, seeing he came up, <laughs> and uh, he did mention how much he loves that little grab. And he, he said, I've noticed, Toby, you always play it at the end of the segment because... I said, and I said, you know why? Because Tim will hang up the phone. I'll be I think. Out. <laughs> the timeline will get switched off. <laughs> he will dead set. <laughs> <It'll be, laughs> the, the toys will be out of the car. They will. <laughs> and it'll be turned off. I, uh, yeah, I'm still not sure what happened there. There was a ghost in the house, I think, at that point in time. Mm. So you never saw what the leaky shower. It was the shower, wasn't it? Please uh, tell me it was a shower. Yeah. Yeah, the shower. Yeah, <laughs> the mystique and the intrigue builds. Sammy Hargraves did, did, did a little show out of the shower at one. But like it was, oh, it was a new segment. Some wind acoustics. Yeah. He did a ten-minute thoughts from the shower yeah. or something. It was. <laughs> what time did it run? Was it, was it an after-hours type show no. or? Uh... It, was, it was no visual stuff. It was <laughs> a, 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 purely an audio show. None of these things. Or no. they are. It no. went down like a lead balloon, didn't it? <laughs> people were just like Sammy. Do not ever. Sammy's finishing. It was a bit divisive. A couple of people actually thought it was a, thought it was a good idea, but um, I don't. I don't think it's continued. I don't know. <laughs> it hasn't. I don't know if Sammy's continuing on. Not for that reason, obviously. No. No, I hope we're not. Let's get to the news and we'll be back the other side. We've got most consistent, uh, someone off the text. If Shannon O'Sullivan doesn't get an award, there'll be an inquiry. Hashtag fanboy. Now, I think I know that number two. Um, Ring it. Uh, no. Cold call it. No, I know who it is. Yeah. His name starts with D, ends in Annie McKinnon. I'm pretty sure. Mm. Um, restraining all the time, Shannon, but uh, we'll, we'll worry about that off <laughs> air. Uh, let's get to the news. We'll come back the other side. We've got most consistent, best and fairest, and runner-up, best and fairest. You're listening to Thursday Trots Life with Jason Bonington and Toby McKinnon. Put on my blue suede shoes on a Boarded the plane Touchdown in the land of the Delta Blues You know you suggested this song? Sorry, welcome back. Uh, sorry, I'll let you do that. Yeah. yeah, welcome back. Who suggested this song, Jason? Have a guess. John Donahoe. No. Nims Azure. Somebody suggested this on a, uh, I think it was a Saturday night, an SEN track personality who loves harness racing. Uh, Damo Watson. I wasn't Damo. <laughs> no, don't know. Josh. Jenkins. Well, it's going to be Jason Bonington there for Loves, sure. Love songs and dedication. It's a that really weird celebration song. <laughs> it's not a I was walking in Memphis. No, he had it as his celebration song. Oh, like, it's not a oh, that's right. Yeah, that's what did we, we, we I think we knew, yeah. I had something really weird too. I had yeah, R.E.M. Uh, losing my religion. I mean, these are celebration like songs. Song. I just like the song. It just made me happy. Well, yeah. It didn't make any sense. I'd like Hallelujah by... Uh, <laughs> By uh, my old mate. What's his name again? <laughs> Not Lenny Cohen, but the other, anyway, Jeff Buckle. Tracy off the text machine. Thank you, Tracy. My tear-jerking story is when Toby opened up about the condition of his gorgeous son to give us awareness about his condition. Thank you, Tracy, and we will see you soon. Uh, Jason says, J-Bon, HRV, should employ former radio and television newsreader Jennifer Hansen. That's interesting. Um, and <laughs> That is left... Field. Oh, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> that is left field from Jennifer. You know who Jennifer Hansen's married to? I'm giving you more trivia. Dr. Carl from Neighbours. Anyway, Alan Fletcher. I was on a... I'll give one more trivia. I flew overseas once and he was on the plane near me. 
That's not trivia. How was I supposed to get that? Well, you didn't get it. So you're all wrong. I can't wait till I'm on. Who wants to be a millionaire? I meant to say trivia. The million question. Who is on the plane near Tim O'Connor? That is trivia. Oh, I know this one. It's trivial. Is what I meant to say. Imagine you went with the wrong neighbour's identity. How stiff would you be? I'm going to go Margot Renault, unfortunately. It was Alan Fletcher, Dr. Carl Kennedy. You go home with $1,000. I knew this show would go in strange places. That's a new level, Tim. Now, most consistent, so we're getting up to the big awards now. This is generally third in the best and fairest at most football clubs. So most consistent for horse and trainer and Tim, I'll kick off with you on this occasion. Give us your most consistent horse and there's a number of ways you could look at this, I suppose. Yeah, I've uh, I've kept it pretty straight bat for the major awards. Uh, nothing too left field. I've gone the most consistent horse. Uh, I just think ladies in red. Uh, we don't need to talk too much more about her. She just doesn't miss. miss. Mm. Uh, and the only time she gets beaten... Uh, is when any other horse would get beaten, you know, the maps against her or, or or something like that. Otherwise, she wins, and she almost always wins. So the most consistent horse for me throughout 2022 is Ladies in Red. Hope to see her back at the track too. Uh, obviously injured at the moment, so uh, all reports are that she is coming back, so we'll see her through the middle of the year. I looked at King of Swing, four from four. It's pretty consistent, but he wasn't there all year. Mm. I ended up settling on Majestic Cruiser. Ran fourth in the Miracle Mile at the start of the year, which is hard to believe when you think back. First in the New Zealand Messenger. He went all the way to New Zealand. He won at Blacks of Fake in Queensland. Went back to New Zealand, ran amazing races in the New Zealand Cup and the New Zealand Free-for-All and came back here. I think he was at the end of his tether, actually, after a long year, Majestic Cruiser in the Inter-Dominion Series. So I found him as our most consistent. He would have polled votes. Stiff not to get the most improved. Uh, yeah, he probably was stiff, but I think I cast no shadow. But he's lucky because I thought this was Victorian Awards. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, That's a joke. There was no. Also, no there was no. There was no real guidelines. If you were going to do most improved, and it was Australia wide, well, it'd be Grimson eight votes, seven votes, six votes, five <laughs> votes, four votes, three votes, two votes, and one vote. Don't know. He won the Inter Dominion last year. Who? Grimson. No, not him as a trainer. Every oh, bloody horse that goes to the oh, stable. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, sorry, I'm with you now. All right. Um, ladies in red, I'll just mark that down. Bon, most improved horse, uh, most consistent horse. Uh, this is the only one I uh, I did get a little bit of, uh, I phoned a friend. Because we were talking about a bit of trivia. And How are you, Andy? So, Tim Belfrage. Oh, Tim Belfrage. Of course, can just... So, the, there were three horses on the most, equal most wins in Victoria for 2022. And the one that was a bit left of centre, Feisty Phoebe, gets my... Um, it's my uh, wow. most consistent. That is left field. That is good. See if you can get a cat. Um, anything in the top ten? This, most, is, not, this is a bit of trivia. Wins. Most wins. Most wins in Victoria for the year. Uh, oh, this is a bit of fun, isn't it? Good feeling. Kafif Hustler? Kafif Hustler is there with eight wins. Oh, I'm there on the go. board. There you go. I've got there's, a lot of, there's a lot of higher profile ones you wouldn't, you wouldn't think. Yeah, All right, I'll, um, I'll go through it. Ladies in red? The two-year-old filly, Major Delight? Nope. Well, she's like eight from eight. Yeah, but not a, these are Victorian wins. Oh, yeah, a couple of them when you said well. Celestial Gossip? Oh, yeah. You've already discussed. Nine. Cravash Door? Nine wins. Really? Fe- Feisty Phoebe, nine. These are the eight, eight winners. Um, better Sport, Kofifi Hustler, Kiwi Kalahari, Rockin' With Attitude. It tells you how many opportunities the young trotters get. Mm. Mm. Kravash Door and, um, and Rockman, that is you. Thomas Heights. 
Yes. One of your old mates? He's one of my old mates. Interest-free, Pediante and Mighty Flying Out. There you go. That's mm. good. That's good. All right. Thanks, Belf. Yeah, on you, Belf. On you, Jace. Thanks, Bond. Yeah, well cool. done, Bond. I don't know. Most consistent participants. Temmie. <clears throat> yeah, well, I've, uh, I've stretched the boundaries of the <coughs> word participant just a touch, but I don't think I'll get any arguments No here. rules here, mate. No, there isn't. There isn't. Well, we're going into state too, so there's clearly not. I reckon I know who you're going to go with here. So do I. Racials, DM. Dan Malecki. Yeah. Mm. He, uh, and this is not a knock on him. Uh, you, you sort of put this as the third place getter in the best and first. Dan could be one, two, three. But from a consistency level, uh, he also, like Ladies in Red, doesn't miss. He'd probably be happy to be sitting alongside Ladies in Red in this category. So Dan Malecki, for his outstanding 2022 season, and we heard one of his calls before, he nailed, as we always knew he would, nailed the Inter-Dominion finals with uh, it, wonderful calls. It's all the one lines that I don't know if people pick them up sometimes. Um, there's been a real twist in this race, Toby. Chubby Check has been scratched. Just those. I thought that's more a Lockie McIntosh. He does them. Uh, he does Lockie do does it very good. But Dan does it a lot more than people give him credit for. My favourite Dan Malecki this year was um, uh, the horse has got something joke in its name. Mm. Tell us a joke or something. So they go. So Rob Orber says, uh, Dan, number one here, tell us a joke. And Dan says, okay, a, a dyslexic person walks into a bra. And, and was, left it at that. And just left it at that. And then <coughs> Rob Orber's, well, this is on Trot's Vision, Rob was like... Uh, didn't, didn't pick up on it? Or? Or, um, <laughs> okay, um, number two, Dan is such and such. <laughs> did, 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 keep cracking jokes, did, keep cracking did, did jokes. Did the dyslexic person want to a bra then or not? Yes. In oh, okay, okay, it's cool, okay. Um, <laughs> I, sorry, you go with yours. But Dan, the thing I love most about Dan, and I, I think he's just the best of the best, but it's not even the quips, it's the... It's the education. He knows when to inflect. He knows when to tell you that this is a great performance. He knows yeah, when to... That's right. So if you're watching harness racing in, 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 for the first time or you've only been into it for a couple of months, he's, he's educating you all the time it's, in the run. What, what about at the 300-metre mark where he picks the winner in his voice? Like, and yeah. he's like, Bonington's got out, you know, like he raises Which is why, his voice. And, and you know what? Tim O'Connor hasn't forgiven me for turning away from Radius. And I won't. Right? At Ballarat on night one of the Inter-Dominion series. But it was Dan. Dan yes. said, so what's joined in, so what explodes away. <laughs> so what, Radius is kicked back. I'd, I'd walk, I was walking back to my post. And Nathan Jack was next to me going, no, no, Dan doesn't get him wrong here. Dan doesn't get him wrong. I said, Nathan, just hold. <laughs> hold. And I never saw Nathan again. <laughs> Good old Radius. He should get an award, but he's not going to, unfortunately. Uh, most consistent for me, uh, Ben Yol. 4,661 starters. That'll... Have a, have a go. Most Next highest, 1,376, Grant Dixon. So he's had 3,300 more starters than anyone else, 380 winners across the year, and his Vic Venture yeah. has netted 72 wins from 531. That's been the big win. That has been a big yeah. win for him. It's been, a, it's been great, and um, they've filled up fields, and people sort of have a bit of an issue with him having nine or ten runners in a race, but I always say to people... You train a winner somewhere and you can't remember the other trainers in that race. Thomas Heights won seven races in a row. You couldn't name one trainer that had a horse in the race against him, you know. So don't worry about who's trained on all the other horses. Train your own horse, win your own race. Don't worry about who's training the others. Ben uh, has to be most consistent. Keep ba backing up week after week with... Well, it's nearly 100 starters a week. It's, he's had a great year. And it's I, pretty amazing. But I think he's Victorian. What he's done in Victoria has been... Uh, worthy of a big round of applause well, as well. He's, he's fifth or sixth on the leading trainers. Yeah. 
which is a staggering. He's trained as many winners as Andy Gath in Victoria. Bon. Yeah, it doesn't make much. But, yeah, that's good. He's doing a good job. He's got a lot of horses. He's got a lot of horses. Yeah. Most consistent. Uh, I've gone a little bit down the same road as uh, Tok. She is a participant, but... So I'm sending out a no. Desi G? No. Um, the woman that Shannon O'Sullivan will aspire to be someday... Oh, BTG. If, if everything, if she keeps going on a very fast upward trajectory called Brittany Graham, who is everywhere, everywhere, she goes, she, there wouldn't be a track. And I tell you what, she'd be asking to go to the other tracks that she's not going to. And then she comes down here, Brittany, and spends the entire time here, puts her... Self on the line, because you know you're a media personality. You can live and breathe off that. She's so good at what she does. You can live and breathe off that. Then comes down here and puts herself under physical and emotional and psychological pressure because if the horse doesn't qualify, Majestic Harry for the final, no, she really would have been devastated. Nothing lost though. No, but it's like uh, there is no other example in sport of somebody who's playing at the elite level who's like. You don't see somebody jump off out of the midfield and just go to the commentary box and say, oh, I'm just going to do this for a bit and I'm just going to jump back in. What yeah, I'm going to try and do is just feed it out and then we're going to kick three in the third quarter. So um, she's just unbelievable. Uh, I, I I hope she can keep doing it for a long time because it's like it's an incredible amount of work to do what she's doing at home and then going to Sky and then go to all the tracks in the weekends. But she's my most consistent. Majestic Harry's first start in Australia, Garrick Knight declared him in an up to 55 at Albion Park on a Thursday and he went around $4.80. Yeah, right. If we missed a horse here that uh, should have been most improved as well. He was close, Majestic Harry would have to be. Yeah, good one, good one, Bon. Let's get a break away and we'll come back with the, with, big, ones. With the big ones. The runners-up, best and fairest, and the best and fairest. You're listening to Thursday Trots Life with Jason Bonington and Toby McKinnon. but not close enough. Majestuoso wins it. Majestuoso from Wobbly and I'm ready. Jet, another mighty run. Majestuoso is my runners-up best and fairest. $395,000. Won the Great Southern Star, VL Dullard Cup, Australian Trotters Grand Prix and second in the Inter-Dominion final. And to put it in perspective, beat Just Believe in two of those. Just Believe's won 278,000. So Majestuoso, my runners-up, best and fairest, Tim. We've got to whip through these, I think. We're oh, running, a little uh, bit, yeah. We've yes. got six minutes. My uh, horse runner-up is, um, look, he's probably, I mean, he hasn't raced at the elite top level yet against the open-class horses, but I just can't um, stop thinking about what he's going to do for this sport. And he's a bit of a dark horse, but he's not a, uh, he's a very well-known name. Captain Ravishing will he's go runner-up for baying. me. Mm. And uh, for what he did, I was there that night at Ballarat when he went a 25 flat, I think, uh, last quarter. And then he just went on. He broke a uh, track record at Kilmore after that. And then, obviously, he smashed the Melton 22 40-metre track record sitting parked on a wet night for probably, I think most would agree, the performance of the year. So, Run- Captain Ravishing. Runners-up best and fairest. He's played two good, good games for yeah, the year. Well, he's more, he's, more run, he's my runner-up as well. A few more than two. It's the first time we've aligned. How's he polled votes? When's he polled uh, votes? Uh, I'll tell you what. I give extra votes if, for outstanding performance. If, 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 if you if you could if you could actually um, take the temperature of everybody in the crowd on Breeders' Crown final night when he did what he did, oh, he there? gets all the votes. I was there. 
I was I was walking through the crowd mm-hmm. and people were flabbergasted in a way that you, you get flabbergasted by sport, particularly if you've been watching for a lot of years. It doesn't happen too often. It, you, don't, you, don't, you don't feel it, that way watching it, sport that often. In footy terms, he's had 60 and kicked 15 goals, right? But he's still only got three votes. No, what he's done is he's... Not in my system. I don't know what system you're <laughs> well, running. You, you, can you, have whatever, whatever, you can have whatever you want. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I, I reckon I'd remember if, it, if I was watching a footy match and a player got 60 <laughs> possessions to kick 15 goals, I'd also give them runner-up in the best of fairness. Just, just on that one performance alone. Yep. Yes. I agree. <laughs> Very good. I don't think that's happened before. Human. Human. Who are you with? James Herbertson. A little bit of love here between James and I, as, as you all know. Um, I don't know if you were on then, Jase. Hopefully you were. Uh, 200, 225 wins, 1,628 drives, the most drives of anyone in Australia. So to keep buttering up day after day. And third in the Australian title, but the Australian title for Victorians, I reckon, a bit harder than the other states. I think we've got greater depth than the other states. And, you know, he's driving against Greg Sugars, Chris Elford, Kate Gath, Jack Law, etc. We've got more tracks than anyone. We're spread out further than anyone. And we have double-up meetings like Queensland... At one meeting a day, so Pete McMillan goes to every single meeting. Herbie mm. can't get to every single. He'd do meeting. the most K's of anyone, wouldn't he? He would do the most K's. So runner-up, best and fairest for humans, the great James Herbertson. Runner-up for me is Mark Pitt with uh, 564 runners, 221 wins, a strike rate of 39.18. Outstanding season from Pitty. I know he gets the cattle, but uh, to still deliver at that level is worthy of a runner-up performance, in my opinion. And we've aligned again, but this time I've aligned with the Wombat. Jimmy, uh, the love bug, he's... um, Jeez, I gave gave him a a savage spray after he offered (laughs) me some uh, playing chips at... uh, (laughs) at, (laughs) That's probably what... That's the most improved uh, performance from you there. That was a savage spray, but he's a a legend. I love him. Three minutes for the best and fairest count award. And I went with Leap to Fame, 12 starts this year, 9 wins. New South Wales Derby, where Captain Ravishing ran 10th. Queensland Derby from Gate 11. Victorian Derby in 154 28-8, 28-8, 27-5, 28-7. He also won the New South Wales Breeders' Challenge. I think he should win the Australian Horse of the Year. He did get beaten once, really. He ran third in the Rising Sun to Ladies in Red and Better Eclipse as a three-year-old. My best and fairest and Australian Horse of the Year, I think, should be Leap to Fame. Tim. Well argued. Well done to Leap to Fame. That deserves a round of applause. I'm going with Majestuoso. I couldn't believe this when I went through the Group 1 stats last night. He's had six Group 1 starts in 2022. He's won five of them and got beaten uh, into second in the other. That is outstanding form. Uh, an outstanding season. So Majestuoso in the trotting ranks takes it out for me. Uh, got no doubt about this one. My, it's not a, it's not a racehorse, but Captain Treacherous is my nice. Uh, nice. My three. He to me, he has been the story, the horse story of 2022. Everyone wanted a Captain Treacherous. They didn't perform most of them straight away. He's clearly taken over from Better's Delight. He, he will now be the number one. Uh, sire in this part of the world for many years to come. And the thing is, he's not just producing good horses. <laughs> Wombat's laughing. Um, he's producing <laughs> freaks. Like Captain Ravishing, Catch a Wave, inso- all these horses are freaks. LB so. Ashwood said Herbie wins the most frugal award, but that's not exactly the words he used. Uh, I think you were. I mean, tight ass might have been what he went with, was it? <laughs> Best and fairest participant. 
Uh, just say ding if you agree. I can't imagine you could disagree with Emma Stewart. 290 wins, 5.2 million stakes, nigh on 40%. Ding, she gets it for me comfortably with uh, a strike rate of 39, uh, 39.56, just tipping out Mark Pitt's strike rate. I, I, Sorry, Mr. Two Decimal Places. I know, but I just go a little bit further than you. I and, had 39.56, uh, but I want to let you add something. Thank you very much. Uh, and they've got an emerging star in their stable too. A couple. You, oh, no, there's one in particular. Oh, where's the girl? Where's the girl? <laughs> no, but Emma Stewart for me, clearly well done. Um, I'm, and I'm going to go with Andy Gath, not only because he's an amazing trainer, but he's uh, media and everything. just about everybody gives up their time, but Andy to come and do burning questions, he's always prepared to help out at any given time. He's an unbelievably good thinker about the sport. He gives people an insight that other people don't or can't give in terms of what it's like to be a, a top-level trainer a lot of the time. So, Andrew Patrick Gath, Australian Pacing Gold, APG, gets the three votes for me. Yeah, very good. Thank you, gentlemen. We've got about 20 seconds till we crash into a break. Uh, thank you both for coming in. I think it was great God, fun. and uh, Different ways to look at the sport, and yep. that's how this sport is. Same. And any disagreements, send all your correspondence to Toby McKinnon at gmail.com. Is that it? Timberfence at gmail. That's it. That's, oh, for d- that's a big mistake giving that out. <laughs> yeah. Cheerio. Au revoir. You're listening to Thursday Trots Life with Jason Bonington and Toby McKinnon. Hang on a second. We've double-clicked on the ad break. So that means uh, there may not be an ad break. So we can keep talking. You need us to keep talking. Yeah, we, we can, can do that. Talking. I've double-clicked on the ad break. So you know what that means? It just skips the ad break. We'll just hold that lunch. You can't skip an ad break, though. I don't know. Bob's! We need technical help. I don't know. You can't just give an ad break. The station will shut down. Hutchie will be in here. On the pots and pans. Get down under the desk. Hutchie's in here. There's every chance that this isn't going to air because I I think the ad break does still play out, Jason. Somebody let us know. Can you hear us out there? Send us a text on... 0499-736-736. Right now number. to tell us if you can, can hear you us. Hear us? Bri- Brian from Adelaide sent through, we have Queen Treachery in race one tonight, fingers crossed. Good luck. Good, good luck, luck. Brian. Uh, nice to have you. It's like Queen Lider and Treachery all in one. It must be a pretty good horse. Big fella says a horse, a horse that has had three starts in Australia and has won two and placed second in the other yes. um, is from Tracy. Or, or she, big fella's obviously um, driving or something. By the way, which was a... Pretty good second. He's his Very vote. The second. most consistent for only having the three starts. So that's obviously where's the gold. And any big plans for where's the gold coming, Tim, that you're aware of? Chariots of Fire has been I mentioned. Go with that. Oh, I'm going with it. Uh, it's been mentioned. So, yes, uh, might be the most improved horse next year. Let's hope. Did anybody have anybody that j- just missed out? One person I wanted to put in somewhere was Alan Tormey. Had a great year. Because mm-hmm. I interviewed Alan about 10 years ago when she was a concession driver and she was saying... I've got a few more wins left in me, and I won't be in the game anymore. I'll, I'll, I'll outdrive my claim, and I'll be done. And I think I think Alan is driving better yes. now than she ever has at any stage of her career. I saw, well, yeah, well said. I saw her drive uh, a horse. I think it was Orama for um, Scott Garraway at Mildura during the week, and it was an absolute copybook uh, drive. Speed to the front. And she's just gotten better and better and better and better. She's always had talent, but she's gotten better nearly every year. I think she's at, at the peak of her powers. Andrew Voslick, I had, I thought about. He's trained fifty-one winners this year, yep. or Mildura. Like it's a pretty good effort to train a winner. Still wish King Solomon Mildura. had a one during the carnival. Eh? Oh, yeah. Still hasn't got out, has he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> Sean McNulty probably, for, I reckon, deserves uh, a pat on the back for the celebration at Sananad. 
It was a good service. Did the hat go on the roof? The hat went on the roof, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, that was up there. And uh, he's a pretty good fella, uh, Sean Nolte. You know what? Even if, if nobody can hear this, we can still podcast it, Charlie, anyway. With this yeah, this no, lovely little chat. It's our best segment. It will, <laughs> it, it will be podcasted. Is it going out or what? No, it's not. It's in the ad breaking up. That's all right. But this will still get podcasted. We can podcast it. 100%. Might still finish it up. If, if we're not on well, air, we might still finish it up here. You know, uh, you had a horse for best club person. I had isolation. 50 starts, 9 wins, 15 placings originally. Crossed him out. Don't talk to yeah. me about isolation. 50 man. starts in a season. Good feelings, got him. Just. I'll give you that. Isolation was my brother's horse. Oh, it's a bit too much. Yeah. A bit too much. What's the word when you favour? Nepotism. Me? Nepotism. Thanks. Thanks, Jason. Do you know who was sitting next to Tim O'Connor on a Jetstar flight to, uh, never to the guess. Gold Coast, though? Uh, it was Dr. Carl Kennedy. <laughs> it was Alan Fletcher. It was actually Dubai. He was there so we could roll up to Tim when and I, say, went out for a day. have you ever thought about having Jennifer Hanson on the coverage? With the trot? No. All right. <laughs> Jason. That's, no, that's trivia. Yeah. That is trivia. All right, uh, we've got about 40, 30 seconds to go in this. Are we, sorry, are we on or not? No, we're, we're, we're not, but we, we, we want to get I've never done up. this before. Had a radio segment where no one's listening apart from us. He's scared. Nims, 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 just, Nims, Nims is saying we are, we are on. No, we're he not. No, we're just we're go. On. He just says go for it. He just says go. Keep talking. One of the great hosts of Trot's Talk over the years too. Nims yeah. Well. One of the great. Uh, probably the only. Can you yeah. name another one? <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right, let's Au revoir for now. Let's Cheerio. wrap this up. Uh, we'll be back live. Uh, we're probably back live now, actually. We are back live now. We just talked our way through the whole ad break. It's recorded. Uh, for those that want to hear it, it'll be on the podcast. Jason and Tim and Toby in the worst four minutes of radio ever made. Thank you, gentlemen. Tim O'Connor will be back shortly. Uh, Tim O'Connor. Mick Guerin will be back after the break. And Jamie Cockshaw on the back nine in 